Good morning, everyone. I thought I'd record a podcast today about my fantasy hockey league that has a salary cap in it. Um, we've kind of gone nuts in that league in the last week and a half in terms of trades. Um, everyone decided that they all wanted to trade all at once with everyone. So we just had, I believe, seven trades that just finished like processing it's rather insane there's one two three four five six that processed this morning two more that processed yesterday one on thursday two on wednesday last week like pretty much since four days ago we've had two three four five six yeah, like 10 trades process. We've got two more, like, still going right now. That'll be ready tomorrow morning at 1 o'clock Mountain Standard Time. As for my trades, I have done a not a fantastic job of reworking my team, but a significant job of reworking my team. I believe the numbers I came up with the other day when I was looking at it was that out of the 44 draft picks... I was only going to have 22 players left on my team from the original. Excuse me, out of the 45 draft picks, I was only going to uh, I was only going to have 25 of them once everything processed this morning. Um, of those 45, three were going to go out the door right away for various roster-related reasons. I know we drafted 25 in the regular round. Three were going to get dropped regardless for me because I don't want to play with zero rookies on my major league roster. Um, I've got to go back and look at the reasoning behind that. I know there was a reason why it was specific, specifically three and not four or zero or whatever. There was probably... Oh, cap. Uh, salary cap was the reason why because I wanted to fit everything in under the salary cap so I wanted a little extra roster space and a little bit of extra salary cap so when the season started I had the ability to maneuver and I wouldn't need to cut people with a penalty um, there was approximately a four week period <coughs> I believe between the end of the draft and the start of the regular season that we were able to drop people without penalty so if we didn't if somebody at six year at two years for six million dollars sounded really good when we drafted him doesn't sound very good anymore and there were no takers on the trade market then we could cut him and we wouldn't have to worry about taking a penalty to our salary cap budget um my team did not start well out of the gate it's been very unlucky. I've been in the top two or three points against the entire year, so I have not been able to make up much ground. I mean, my offense has been poorer than I thought, but I thought I'd at least have league average. I have been about sixth from the bottom right now, which is about where I am. Essentially, you have your top 12 teams that are all like feeling like they can compete for the top eight playoff spots which is cool so you have eight people in four people competing for it and then you have the rest of us one guy started selling right away because that's all he's going to do he's just going to build for three years from now 
two two to three years from now, and he's not going to worry about it. So he's going to compete in twenty the 2026-2027 season or beyond. That's fine. That's up to him. I tried to take players that actually had some sort of now value. That way, if it broke right, awesome. If they didn't break right, not uh, no harm, no foul. I can flip them for more. Then you'll also have those early season trades where it sounds really good, where I did... I took the Bruins' top prospect, Fabian Lysel, and moved him with a third-round pick. And this is in a four-round draft, a third-round rookie pick for Jordan Bennington, who's starting for the St. Louis Blues. One, I thought Bennington would come back and actually hold himself together. He's been halfway. Not as bad as last year, but not as good as I had hoped he would. So that kind of blows some stuff up. I probably could have gotten him for a smaller pick. I essentially sent out an offer and it got accepted right away, which means I probably should have started with something a little lower. A lower draft pick, or even possibly not moving a draft pick. But, that was like the second trade into the year, and I know I made a comment about it on a previous podcast. You're sorting out the league. You're trying to figure out what the value here and there is, who's willing to trade, who values picks, who values players, who values prospects. Do I, do I want a long contract with a lot of money because I plan on being really cheap for a long time, so I need to fill up the salary cap so I stay above the floor? Um, all kinds of things are going on. Um, so I know I got roasted. There's a little podcast that goes on with this league. They've released three episodes, and I think in theory they're supposed to drop a fourth one. Which is fine, once a month, once every other month. I, I don't really care. It's really fun to listen to them talk about a league I'm specifically involved in instead of just hockey in general or fantasy hockey in general or something. It's nice to say, man, what were they thinking? Blah, 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 this, blah, 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 that. Well, you know what? I'm coming back and I said, you know what? Hold my trade. I got this. So I have... <laughs> I have been involved this year in remaking my team oh I thought I had that already set up on the screen Let's see. I have been involved other than that one trade since the start of December now I've been involved in one two three four four trades at the start of December to rework my team pick up a handful of draft picks which is cool that's one two three four four draft picks, all second rounders that I've picked up. I've only sent out one third and one fourth. Um, I picked up five second round picks. Uh, and then I had two right at Christmas, one to free up space, because with the way that the roster works, if the skater has a hundred or less games played in the NHL, they are considered minors eligible for roster purposes, and you have a, a subsection on your screen that shows all your minors eligible players. The Yahoo has the NA slot. I don't think ESPN has an equivalent unless you super customize a league where you have not active slots. Um, but that I, I think that's just different, differing platforms here uh, on Fantrax. 
there's a miners eligible one so you're like okay i'm going to hold on to them down here if they play they're not going to accumulate but i don't have to put them on the waiver wire they're my little taxi squad of sorts and I, 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 like I said, I, I made a trade to free up a roster spot here. I made a trade to free up a roster spot there. I picked a player. I, I, I cleared out a bunch of major of NHL level players that have played more than a hundred, a hundred and one games. For some guys that are still on the cusp, I did that. I cleared out some salary that way, in case people wanted to move those players, I could further that trade tree. Okay, they don't want a $5 million guy. Maybe I can take a slightly weaker, but $2.5 million guy. I can move him. Here's $2.5 million. Cheap guy, if you don't like him, you can cut him. You can take the 35% cap hit. You're only paying $700,000. $820,000 to your salary. So, you know, your net gain is still a million and a half on the lower player. If you do that on the bigger player, you're going to take a hit. You're going to get a bigger savings, but you're going to take a big hit. And that kind of constrains you in a different way. I sold off an injured player for a draft pick that I don't really care about. He might be out all year. He he may, he may not. Who knows? Not going to worry about it. At this point, I am looking forward to not just next year, but I'm also looking forward to the 2020... What is this? It would be the 2025-2026 hockey season. I'm looking at loading up on young players, cheap contracts, and keeping just a few guys in place so I don't fall under the salary cap floor. So I've moved players to gain draft picks again good young players not young players but cheap players like Sam Lafferty who plays fourth line role for Vancouver but he's only at 1.1 million and for the points that he's putting up not good but still better than the players on the team I was trading him to so essentially he can take those more expensive well known players and flip them I took Sean Monaghan who's running second line up in Montreal that's cool that he's running second line today. He's probably going to run third line there or elsewhere because Colton Dock is supposed to run second line and Nick Suzuki is supposed to run first line up there. I can move him. In return, I am getting the captain for the New York Islanders, Anders Lee. Hey, $7 million. That helps me out. I also got a draft pick because I took a contract off the dude's hand. I now have more salary to reach the floor because my team is cheap and full of young contracts outside of my goalies, which are a shit show, but that's everybody's goalies this year. Um, I made a fantastically huge trade. This is probably going to define my team for quite some time. I took Matthew Boldy, the quintessential player that should be on my team. Shouldn't be anywhere else. Should only be on my team. And this is one of the ones that really spurred a bunch of trades because we agreed to it on Thursday. Um, He is 22 years old. He signed at only $7 million, which sounds like a lot, especially for a 22-year-old. But his entire contract is $7 million a year every year. This is not the NFL where your cap hit changes every year. 
this is also not the NBA where your cap hit changes every year. This is not Major League Baseball where your raise goes up. You have, for the purposes of contracts, an average annual value in AAV. So your salary may be $1 million this year versus $3 million next year, and your bonus may be $2 million this year versus you know, zero next year. However, they want to cut it as long as it all equals out to the same three million or four million, whatever million dollars each and every year. That's fine. So they can get paid different, but like, like I said, it, for contract purposes, for salary cap, it's got to be the same each and every year until you sign an extension, in which case you can either get more or less money. Then you have to worry about it. But it's not an every year deal. So seven million dollars. He signed a. Seven by seven, I believe. So he's going to get paid seven million dollars at twenty-nine years old. He's a top fifty talent. He's a top hundred guaranteed talent. He's like potentially a top fifty talent in the NHL at twenty-two years old. I moved him in order to a clear up a roster spot, which is terrible. <laughs> this is this is kind of funny to clear up a roster spot, to pick up prospects, and to pick up draft picks. This guy was not. On my trade block. I had a guy offer two first round picks and a prospect. And I'm like, I can't do that. I said, I'm not really a fan of that prospect. You know, the guys I'm really interested on your team would be here, here, and here. So I wanted Akira Schmid, the goalie out of New Jersey, although he's probably going to fight with Nico Dawes next year, which I wasn't expecting. I was expecting Nico Dawson another two or three years, but whatever. There's Dragasevich from Seattle. He's like the second or third D prospect up there, but he is supposed to be really, really good. Riker Evans already came up, and I whiffed on a trade for him. Probably should have traded for him. I screwed that up two months ago, a month and a half ago. But there's Riker Evans... There's Ty Nelson, who's highly thought after, and there, there's Lucas Dragasevich. Either he's going to be a very nice second-pairing D for Seattle here in, like, two years, or he's going to get flipped to another team who could actually use him, which means, you know, maybe Calgary falls out of love with one of their D players. Maybe San Jose decides that they need someone other than Kalen Addison, Mario Ferraro, and a whole bunch of no-names. But, whatever. Dragosevich has good value two to three years from now, which is what I want. I'm not playing for now because I don't want the now. I, I, I mean, I'm going to play as hard as I can. I'm going to set my roster, but I'm not going to set up these players because I don't want these contracts lined up right now. Essentially, I'm going to take players, cut, cut contracts, so I can... I don't know. There's really there's a lot of salary cap shenanigans I want to get into, <laughs> um, but like I can take them in the future. And then Simone Holmstrom, who's fairly close to losing his minors eligibility, he's at 91 games right now, which means I can hold him for another nine games, and then figure out if I want to keep him, drop him, which would be dumb, or I can flip him for more draft picks or prospects. But Holmstrom's 22 years old. He's not an overager. 
He's not like Marcus Bjork, who's, you know, come up to the NHL, was given minutes, did all right, but he's so far down that list of potential players that he's, like, stuck in the depth chart of the AHL right now. I mean, that's how far down he was last year when Columbus could not figure out how to keep their decor healthy. Like, everybody was injured the entire year. This year, they're doing a little bit better. They're a little more healthy, and they also have Damian Saverson, who they got from New Jersey, and uh, Ivan Proz... Prof... Uh, uh, Ivan Profrov? Prof... Prof... Pro... Ruvov? I'm trying to think of how to pronounce his last name. He used to play for Philly last year. So, they picked up those two guys. So, more health and two new defensive players have really bumped people down the list in Columbus again. Point is... <laughs> ADHD moment there. Got, got, got to reset. The, the point is... Holmstrom is right on the edge and someone I want to keep. Unlike other players that are older, like Bjork, who is 26. I don't need a 26-year-old minor eligible player right now because I don't need to roster somebody that's in the minors. I can take someone else that's been called up fresh to the majors, who could be 28, 29, even 30. I mean, Justin Danforth, a winger for the Blue Jackets right now, is 30 years old. He's at like 93, 94 games, so I can move him between my minor squad and then move him up to the major league roster and pick up games as needed. So, I went through Schmid, Dragosevich, and Holmstrom for Boldy, but the draft picks, he kept adding draft picks. He went from two firsts to two firsts and two seconds. And then he was going to offer three firsts, but it was only going to be three total picks. He was going to offer... he the, the, the offer right now was the middle offer. He gives me this year's second round pick, next year's first, the 2026 first, and the 2027 second. This is a guy who's going to be top three in the league for a little while. I mean, probably more times than not, especially since I gave him Boldy. Now all I have to hope for is, like, really bad luck. But I want the draft picks more than the player right now. This was extremely difficult to do. I would not have gotten the equivalent if I had moved another package of prospects, even if I had tried. This guy was not going to do it. But he, I kept telling him no, and he kept upping the ante. And I'm like, well... I guess I got to negotiate with him. And essentially, this was his last best offer, except. So, like I said before, I make a lot of trades. I clear up roster spots. I pick up draft picks. I make way for prospects. I do a whole, whole host of things. I took Dante Fabro, who I had gotten in that earlier trade with... A different person when I was clearing off uh, major league roster players this is one of the young players I took back I believe he's two years 2.5 million dollars and you know what that's cool 
I've already I'm already running my six rostered D, my six slotted D, and then I've got like three guys on my bench. So I need to clear out some defensive players that are actively playing in the NHL that I can't send down to the minors. So fine, moved him out. That's two million dollars off my cap, and I don't have to worry out the roster spot. I also send an injured young player, Noah Cates, who's been with Philly right now. He started out minors eligible at the start of the year, and then he just kind of fell apart. He's not in. He's not favored by Tortorella anymore. He's down three minutes a game because everyone's actually back and healthy this year. Like, this is a guy that was running second line minutes plus because there was literally nobody else there. But, and, and he was averaging almost half a point a game last year on decent shooting percentage. This year, his shooting percentage is down. His time on ice has been cut. His power play time has been cut. His shorthanded time has increased, which means he's not going to get the high-end peripherals this year. So, I took him. I said he's 24 years old. He's been on the roster. or He's been injured. Take him off my hands. I don't have to worry about his $2.6 million contract this year and I believe next year and possibly the year after. He's a guy that's a third liner at best right now. So once people get injured and move on, maybe he'll be more worth it later. And then at that point, I can figure out whether he'd be worth trying to pick back up again. Um, so I made a huge... Like, I submitted that offer or accepted it at like 7 o'clock in the morning. And I was screwing around on the Discord, and I'm like, I have got something. Something is brewing, and I'm like, do you feel that? Do you feel that in the in the breeze? That eh, something something's coming up. And everyone's like, what? 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 And they're like, oh right, we got the weekly report that's running behind. So I he submitted, and he's like, hi, is that the thing that you were thinking about? I'm like, oh hell no, watch this. And I'm like, mic drop. So I dropped them. On, I, I I dropped that trade first thing in the morning, and everybody lost their mind. Oh my god, what is this? What's going on? Holy moly! It was just like it was insane. The crap that was going on. It was hilarious. So, I, I Boldy's not someone you move. And if I didn't need the roster spots, I would have been fine. I would have been able to take on the three prospects, and the four draft picks for the one player. I threw in, as a favor, two young players because I want to be able to clear up roster spots, like I said. So it helps me out a little bit. I probably could have gotten another draft pick for it. I probably could have said, hey, turn that 2027 into a first, or throw me a background, you know, or, you know, a couple random third-round picks. I am giving you young players in addition to him, and it probably would have been fine. But I took what I wanted. I got the prospects I wanted. 
because Holmstrom is supposed to be one of their best young players out there, and that's an old team on the Islanders. I will take Holmstrom in a potentially second to, to first line role in the next two years. That's okay. I cleared out an extra D that I didn't need that was clogging up my roster. I'd rather have a winger. I'd rather have a player with right wing eligibility over a player that has defensive eligibility. I don't need a defensive player right now. I got plenty of those. <coughs> so I cleared out contracts. I cleared out money. I cleared out roster spots, and I got draft picks. I got exactly what I needed. Now the question is, what is left? And that I took Philip Broberg, who was a high-end draft pick for Edmonton in 2019. He was eighth overall. They just can't figure out how to use him in Edmonton. I flipped him for Victor Soderstrom. Before Sean Dursey came through, Soderstrom was supposed to be one of those guys that was going to pick up the game this year. And he was going to have, like, second-pairing minutes. Like, him and J.J. Moser were supposed to be, like, second-pairing second, second demon. It hasn't happened. He's been in the minors because Moser has continued. Kesselring got called up instead, who I also have on my roster. And Sean Dursey got traded for from the Kings. And Dursey's now the top guy out there, which is fine. I'm okay with this. I will take Soderstrom because I can sit here and cheer for him versus Broberg, who a lot of people are saying everyone's giving up on him in the NHL right now. Like, I could not sell Broberg as an addition to my team or to anybody's team. They would not take him as a prospect. So, you know what? Fine. I will find a guy that I want at the same, you know, more or less same point in their career and pick him up and hold on to him. Soderstrom potentially could get moved too. There was talk that Soderstrom gets moved in a trade for some, you know, offensive help because they've actually been pretty solid defensively without him. They've also gotten really good goalie, uh, goalie help this year. So I have one more trade up my sleeve. I'm trying to see if I can flip Anders Lee from that trade that I was talking about earlier where I acquired him for the Sean, Sam Lafferty and Sean Monahan for Lee in the draft pick. I'm going to see if I can move. Lee is going to get moved today. What he gets moved for, I don't know. I was talking turkey with the owner, with, with his owner, and he was going to flip him for Andre Athanasiu. I don't really want Chicago Blackhawks, but Andrews Lee is signed for like four years at $7 million, and he's 33 years old. I don't want that on my team. That's a terrible contract, and if I can get out of it now and not later without sending draft picks, I will do it. I I also, Anthony Sioux is only supposed to be two years at like $4.2 million. Fine. If there's nobody else, I, I will take him. I would rather have Anthony Beauvillier out there in Chicago because I think Beauvillier is going to get top-line role. I mean, he has had top-line role. I think he's going to keep it because he was, like, 
a good young player for the Islanders a couple years back who was supposed to like really break out and then they moved him to Vancouver when that breakout wasn't big enough and then Vancouver is like okay well we've got our guys we don't need you as much anymore and then Vancouver shipped him out to Chicago all within a span of like a year so I, I, I would rather have Anthony Beauvillier I'm also trying to pick up a prospect from that team, Connor Geeky, but he says he doesn't want to give him up unless it's a I-can't-possibly-refuse kind of deal. Well, I have extra draft picks. After everything got processed, I have one, two, three, four, five, six second-round picks this year. I've got a first, six seconds, and two-thirds. I, I, I mean, I've got nine draft picks this year. Hell, I've got two, four, six. I've got six draft picks next year. Two firsts, three seconds, and a fourth. And then I've got two firsts in 2026 for a total of five. I've got two seconds in 2027 also for a total of five. I'm picking up draft picks so I can go and just build this team. Hey, I screwed up with this contract. Thank God it's over. I'm going to pick up another small contract and take dart throws or, you know, scratch off tickets here. That will be fine. <clears throat> I'm also listening to draft pick trades more now than at the start of the year. I missed out on David Perron in Detroit. I was offered a third round pick for him. I ended up cutting Perron. Yes, it helps me with $1.6 million on my salary, but that's a buyout I wish I had back. Buyouts I'd rather use on other players like Pat Maroon, who I picked up when literally my entire team was injured and nobody in my minors could come up. Then I made some trades and all of a sudden he wasn't necessary anymore. Same thing with Jamie Vesey. I picked him up in a trade because I needed him to grease the wheels. It was an extra million dollars off the other team's rolls that I went and took on. Or a million and a half dollars off his rolls. That it's like, yeah, whatever, screw it. I'll take him because he will balance this trade in your favor. Instead of being 500000 in my favor, it'll be 500000 in his favor. Or a million in his favor. But right now, it sounds like the dogs need to go out. So uh, I'm going to leave it at that. And hopefully I'll come back with another trade soon for... Uh, for my fantasy hockey salary cap league. Thank you very much and have a good day.